of the Wu Chow Chronicles podcast. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you know it's been all things reflective. So today I got my homie with me, B2G. What's up, boo? Uh-huh. Yeah, you see how I flip my mask off like that? Can't no mask hold me down in these times, baby. We in 2021, we done made it. We in this thing, you hear me? Yes, you heard me? Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> a mask is a mask is a mask at this point. We don't care what's on it. No, that's facts. As long as it's on your face and covering whatever breath or disease behind it, you should be all right. That's it. So how are you? I am great. Like, I, I feel, I already feel wonderful. Like, the new year just start and I already feel this new energy and massive glow around the place. Like, yeah, I'm feeling it out. I'm definitely with you on the new energy for a fact. But for the people who don't know who D2G is, let the people know who you are, Chef. Well, to the people out there, if you're listening, ooh, chat. Oh, I just want to say that. But, uh, I go by the name of D2G. That is D'Angelo to Grand. I represent the east side of Chicago. Yes, there is such a thing. Go from state to the local to the east. Just saying, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm an MC. I'm a stinger by trade when I feel like it. Not too much. I just started to talk on that. A uh, songwriter, uh, vocal arrangement on the background, you know what I mean? I like the composing harmonies or whatnot. Tapping the producer from time to time. I'm basically just, if it's going to sound good and look good and I can help create it, I am that. Yes, so you are the music hall person of all, the, the all musicale. I mean, you can't say music and not, you know, how you practice is right in each. There's techniques to make one beautiful thing. Yes, that's facts, though. Because you got some people out here, you be like, you can't do music. You you just sing. That's what you do. Uh, like, you, you don't do music. You just make beats. That's what you do. That's like. the, and that's the fun part, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. when you get categorized as something or put into a stereotype and then you excel at something else, bringing in something new into the game, that is fun. Like, yeah. many people, when they see, like, certain joints and I do it and I lay, like, a background harmony or something to it, they're like, wait, who did that? And I look like, all right. <laughs> that was me. I would actually like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, my favorite reaction is the, the obvious get the out of here ones. That shit is hilarious to me. Uh, those are the ones that that's the prices from. That's when I know like, yeah, I got one. Like I got one. So just to backtrack a little bit, tell the people how you got with Reflective Music Group and what that journey has been like for you. Man, I got with Reflective Music around the time my first album had actually dropped, which was July 9th, A Kansas Story very important day because that's my birthday so my first album on my birthday and it being named after my birthday is a whole storyline behind it but 
Um, at the time, the management team that I was previously with before, you know, wasn't quite working out. So I was kind of doing the handlings, like the promotions and bookings and things pretty much by myself. And so CEO, Andre, shout out to the bro, uh, Mr. Du Bois. Uh, he reached out to me just on someone checking in with me. You know, we actually, we have conversations amongst each other, you know what I'm saying, outside of music, outside of business, what, off of the fact that that's my man's. So he was just checking in on me, really having the heart to heart. I told him what was going on. He told me what he had going on and he offered the spot to, you know what I'm saying? However, he can assist with my career. If he can help, he would. And this wasn't even like in talks of just recruiting me. By then we had just built the friendship off of each other. And once we started to kind of bounce ideas back and forth from one another, put some works in, a couple of shows, and we gelled. That was all I needed right there for the fact that we run it just as if it's our thing, you know what I'm saying? So it works with me, I rock with him, and it shows. So. That's what's up. Journey is definitely like, that's the homie. He gonna yeah. check on you, he gonna make sure you good. He yeah. don't necessarily want nothing when he calls you. Just, I'm just checking on you with the kid. I'm making sure y'all good. Like, I love that about Journey. Like, that's that's that homie spirit in him. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's nothing you can manufacture. You either have it or you don't. And he has that. Yeah. A true, like you just tell, like, this is more than a business to him. He want everybody to be family. And, you know, what that means, checking on you and making sure you're good. Yep. That's my brother, man. That's what's up. I like to hear the stories behind each artist as I've been interviewing each artist. Everyone's story is a little bit different. Um, I did oh, yeah. talk to Trina um, last <laughs> week, and she was like, you know, D2G was like, you need to do this, and you need to do that. And I was like, oh, this is so crazy. Like, getting to know each person individually has definitely been, like, interesting yeah. because the people that I met or the people that I see or the people that I talk to on Snap, it's like, oh wait, it's a lot more personality behind these names that oh, yeah. you ain't really getting to see. Yeah, trust me. it's This is a part of the reason why, man, I wish Outside was back open, but you had to been when the shows were, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, for the past few years, we have been on somebody's stage somewhere performing, getting in contact, you know what I'm saying, getting in tune with the people. And whether it's five people in the crowd, 15, 25, or 105, no matter the number, like we remain the same regardless. We give you what's from our hearts. We give you what, you know what I'm saying? We're painting our lives out in front of you through the music. And our camaraderie in that is just, it's so family based. Like I really look at everybody on the team as my brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's facts, so though. I know for a fact that if I need something, I can get right in the chat. Hey, I need somebody to come help me, and somebody gonna come help me. It's just what it is. Right. So I, I love it. That's facts. So, because you just all things music, how did you find that music was your art? It's honestly, it was birthed right into, you know, mm-hmm. a moment that I can remember it's always been music somewhere in my life. You know what I mean? And what moms is playing it, when we cleaning up around the house with B103 playing out the back on certain Saturdays to kind of get the mood going or I'm watching Rap City, the basement, you know what I mean? Ooh, like, it's, it's going, I mean, 
music is so ingrained with me. Hip hop is so ingrained in me that my first words that I ever spoke to Wild Wild West, my I know, like those for my those for me, my first words was Wild Wild West off of watching videos when I was like. <laughs> this this is the story my mom told me by the way. So, so if this happens to be false, you go for her. Now. Right, don't come for me. <laughs> That's what's up. It's so funny to me, like, you know, like with singers they always kinda be like, Oh, I started in church. And with rappers it kinda be like, it'd be a different story. Like, nah, I ain't started in church. Like my pops was music, my mom was music, you know, like yeah. I know in my household, my son is all things music. But I'm definitely that household that on Saturday morning, you don't know yeah. what music gonna play, but it's gonna play. That means for you, time for you to get your ass up and clean this house. That's but, real. But now my son can't even do simple stuff without listening to music. He can't take a shower without listening to his music. He gotta find the right playlist on his Apple Music, like he's dead. You know what I'm saying? Music in itself is like it's such a healing, you know what I'm saying? Thing like it becomes a part of you as yeah. the day go by. Like it becomes a thing where you don't really do too much of anything without music. Like I'm getting ready for the day, putting my fit together, feeling how fly I am. I put some Jay Z on in the background. Yeah. I'm getting ready for a day to something you know what i mean i might have some music soul child or jill sky rolling blue white whatever yeah. feels good to the soul man that's 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 music yeah i agree with that music is everything i was listening to some some camera on today you couldn't tell me i wasn't on the phone to hustling baby i was like <laughs> I was um, like purple waves, everything. I was in this. And listen, on the phone, my best friend kicking it. She like, you, you sure? Like, are you sure you weren't never like a real hood chick? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you talking some hood times right there? I loved it. That, that was the time I could wear pink t-shirts and style it with like, literally everything with the pink bandanas. You couldn't tell me, baby. I wore my my pink. And I matched my my little boyfriend in high school at the time with his pink, and yeah. I, you know, I did the damn thing. You couldn't tell me I went. You know, I grew up in Roseland, you know, so it's just kind of like I wasn't a hood chick because my mama wasn't having it, but I was a hood chick because the way I grew up, like it's still oh, I could still see what was you going on. You were using your element. You I was definitely up my lawn, baby. <laughs> Everybody though, man, that's oh man, those were the time. Man, one day though. But okay, so so you started music young, you know, Wild Wild West and, and everything yes. like that. But then, like as you got older, how would you, how did you know, like, now this this is what I want to do? I knew that this was what I wanted to do early on. The moment, oh my god, this is funny. I have to tell this part. <laughs> oh, I hate to admit this, but here we go. I knew I wanted to take it serious the moment that I saw Bow Wow come out. That mm. is a funny document, I know, but hear me out. Cause me and you know, me and Bow the same age, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We seven. So when he came out during the Jermaine Dupree's, I gotta have the video with him and Nas, mm -hmm. and he did the little cutaway part where another song comes on, and this little short munchkin dude with braids <laughs> coming down here just like going off. And I'm like, what? I'm not alone in this. There's others. There's Holy others God. like me. 
<laughs> but then that kind of went off real quick because I read this article in the Source Magazine where he admitted that he didn't write this rhyme. And me being like 12 at the time, that kind of pissed me off. So I'm like, oh, hell no. If this bum ass law can do it, I know I can get done. And that's what really got me on my trailer. <laughs> For that's real crazy. Sickness. That's crazy. <laughs> like the moment I got wanted to do it seriously and Bow Wow's an inspiration. Ain't right, because Bow Wow, like, you don't really hear too many people mention him, even though I think they need to put some respect on his name, even though he ain't write his stuff and yeah, he, some of his stuff anyway. Some heights in his career. Yeah, he was, he was the modern day LL Cool J. Like, time he was Mr. 106 and Yeah, Mr. 106 and Park. Like, people need to put some respect. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I had Bow Wow posted definitely on my wall, okay? Man. Was what it was. Listen, I was, I was, I was on the Bow Wow back in the day, back when he came to Evergreen Park one time. Somebody tried to get him out of his chain. Somebody tried to get him out of his chain when he was at Markham after the mm-hmm. um, screen tours and somebody tried to get him out of his chain and they rushed the skate ring floor trying to get to Bow Wow. Like, I was rocking with Bow Wow then. So, like, <laughs> I can't be walking around in the shower with dog paw chains and think we ain't gonna try to get at you. Okay. I wanted a dog paw Hey man, that was that was time. Tell me I wasn't gonna marry Bow Wow. You just couldn't tell me. I'm what do you mean? I am Kyla Pratt. You couldn't tell me I wasn't Kyla Pratt, and you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna marry Bow Wow. Okay. It just was what it was. And then he stopped growing and you got taller than him. I got taller. (laughs) Because I'm like, I am the power that man man. now. I'll be like, bro, you don't get your I dare, I dare you try to put a foot down and you gotta look up to me at the same time. It don't work. What's that new song, bitch? Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> wow. I'd be so oh. completely done with him. Okay, so then like, okay, so that was your inspiration. That's the interesting story though. Like, I, that's actually really dope yeah. to me. Like, most people kind of be like, oh no, pop, biggie, da da da. But you're like, no, it was Bow Wow. It's what it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, of course, everybody listens to Pocket Biggs classes. That's yeah. don't always be, but we not gonna sit up and ignore the fact that this little three foot seven dude was taking over stages and riding around in Range Rovers and Bentleys with chains on with Neptune beats behind him. Neptune beats behind him. He bought the Harlem Shake the Life. I was just like, you know what? All right, if he can do this, I know I got classics on my man. Like it's over with. We'll do so, like fifty do with Ja Rule and send him a bottle of champagne. So thank <laughs> like thanks, cool. Thank <laughs> <Hate> you. <laughs> so, okay, so okay, so we we know who the what the inspiration was to just be like, okay, I'm definitely finna go hard. But what right. was the first track you laid that was like, yeah, I'm a fucking beast. Um. The- <laughs> oh my god! Because now I got a, I got big back in the day when we used to record over like a tape recorder. Uh, Come on, cardboard. Come on, move on top of a bar to basement with a light and had to do them joints in one take. In one take, because you can't go back. Oh my god! I can take you back to them where they actually went to the studio and they used a little that tape where you had to rewind the whole film tape back. I, I could I could go there, but I would probably say like, 
when I started doing more of my solo joints, because I was in a group for a minute when I first started. M.I.C. Millionaires of Free Charge. That's, uh, that was me and my homie Young Beats. They know him as Eastside Bees now. That's my man. But when I started doing more of my solo joints, uh, it was this song called, uh, I called it one of those joints. It was the Isley Brothers song. Uh, once I did that, I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. And again, seeing Bow Wow do his thing, I'm like, no, nah, I'm better than that. I, I didn't hook people. And you feeling like the wood. Also. You like that Terry ball. I know I look better than that. Nigga. I know I look better than that. <laughs> that was me with Bow Wow rap. Like, y'all let that man shot bone. I know I'm better than that. <laughs> uh, that is so funny to me. You took it oh. back. You took it back. Yes. Back in the day when I thought I was gonna be a singer or I was gonna be a vocal coach, I would um I would record on my little tape recorder my my stepdad had bought me. My stepdad knew how much I love music. And so I had like yes. my own I had my own stereo in a big joint deck, the the floor size joint. They used to sit on the floor, they yeah. got the CD player, then they got the, the radio, and they got the cassette player. Like I had the whole little yeah. So they had that in my room and he bought me a tape recorder. So he showed me how to hook the tape recorder up to the stereo so that I could record my songs off the stereo. And then I was able to do it like that. And so, baby, you couldn't tell me. Like you said, you gotta do the one tape. Cause you fuck it up, you gotta go all the way back. You gotta do the whole thing all over again. Right. <laughs> so, Hey, a lot of mugs out here right now. I don't know what that's like. That's that's control. That's exercise. That's all of that. Being mastered in one. So, you definitely just dropped a new single. So let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Um. Originally. It's called A Different World. It's produced by my boy, Lord Haiti. Shout outs to my dog. Um, when I first started working with Lord Haiti, because we, of course, mutual friends, we got respected, you know what I'm saying, mutual peoples that ended up linking us together and whatnot. I must have heard this beat that he was working on. I was like, yo, I kind of need that. Cause I feel like I need to talk some shit on that. Like I need to say some. Yeah. Cause the song in itself, I'm gonna give you a crazy fun fact. That song is like four years old. Wow. Not even. It's just that with each project that I've been working on, I've been so busy trying to rock on some third album type of, you know what I mean, different producers like I did with my previous albums. The Short Summers, Long Winters being mm-hmm. the second. Of course, July Night being my first one. So just riding off of the success of that, I tried to compile some joints, but Never really got around to really shaping it, everything because I've been working on like some EPs in between. That's kind of giving a new spin on the song. I said, you know what? While I'm getting these projects done, I have a whole heap of songs to just say, not doing anything with right now. So I might as well just start dropping some music, you know what I mean? And with a different world, I feel like it was appropriate to drop top of the year being the first one to come out because it gives the feel like it's a, an introduction type of song like that was actually gonna be an intro to whatever third album I was to, you know? but i just feel like that's a perfect introduction to everything you know what i'm saying so what's to come that's the perfect song i talk some and i talk some shit in that too I, 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 yeah, but I, it was bars in them. 
it was some jabs and some folks in there, and it was just me expressing what I feel. I was speaking what I really felt at the time. So, like, that was, that's a real song. And then to have Marcus Garvey talking at the end is like that one. That was gonna get him over the head. This is what it is. You gotta throw them gems in there. Yes. You got to. So, what can people expect this year? You know, now that the penny thing like is getting ready to slow down a little bit, they they pushing the vaccine right. on everybody and everything. What can we expect from D2G this year? Well, you can expect from D2G this year. You're going to hear a lot this year. Like, I say every month you're getting a joint from, and it doesn't even have to be project related i just have music like that just cuz you know what i'm saying and i feel like new music needs to be circulated you can't let things get old you can't let things get stale you have some things to say you made a song about it let the people hear it so i'm just about to start unloading on some things until one of my two projects that i'm working on is complete now i can tell you the projects in which i'm working on they're both eps and they're gonna each be produced by a single producer. Like the first one that I may be coming out with is called That One Friday. That is produced entirely by my homie brother Giff. Uh, he's got a feature on there as well. We've been working on that one for quite some time because that's such a feel good album. We need to have it just right. Mm-hmm. Now the next project, this one's special because this is actually a sequel to a project I released about three years back. It's called The First Hot Day EP. And it's entire and it's produced entirely by Baines the God, aka yeah. Tom Baines. And we that are working hot, y'all. y'all need to check that one out, Lucy. But <laughs> we are when we're working on part two, you know what I'm saying? We are already almost at the finishing stages of recording. The next, you know, you gotta gloss it up and make it pretty and everything. That one, you thought the first hot day EP was crazy with the storytelling and that. Yeah. How I, I take this next story. We talk about everything that's going on right now so that mm. it's not it's not time stamp per se but it describes a certain time but you can play it for years and years and things to come timeless timeless so, album yes i look that's, forward that's, to these i i enjoy my d2g drops when you drop stuff i'm like okay let me go listen because i already know they yeah. finna be hot it yeah. is it is Man, there's still a lot of kid out here. I mean, of course, of course. But you know you got to give my listeners a hot 16. You got to. They need a hot 16? They need a hot 16. All right, a hot 16. Okay. This is a track upon wax. Let it resonate. I come through your door, kick it down. Why hesitate? My goal is to win. To this purpose, I will dedicate. Keep my music toilet unclogged before I defecate. A steaming pile of bow residue will clear your whole catalog. No Febreze can rest. My future's kind of odd. Nothing to debate. I'm over killing any horror scene that Tyler could create. Please excuse me, I'm just keynote. I'm seeing hella funkies in the game trying to study your style. I'm here to demo. The rest of these cats thinking y'all deep, bro. I will bomb on your candy ass thoughts. No deep, bros. That's old school. They missed that Twitter reference. Because they style is just a little too hope for my preference. This is the part where they going against the predator. That's usually how eulogies get written by news editors. I'm sick of these dudes faking thugs and perpetrating, coming with a similar style, twerking and percolating. Now I see when they looking at me why they sick of me, because I am the personification of what is big 
Whatever thinking they saying, they levels past rap. Actually, I'm being nice when I'm saying they pass whack. You entry level, well, I'm past that. This that 98 game six Bulls versus Jazz rap. Okay, because he said what he said, period. <laughs> period. Yo. And that's on the reflective music game. <laughs> Listen, what's this a rap? It's just a rap. So D two G, if they wanna, if they wanna get with you, if they trying to work with you, how can they reach you? Ah, in the words of my brother, Mister Talented, if you wanna find me? I'm located on Earth, but if you wanna go to <laughs> social media. You can find me at 2G Make a Move on Instagram and Twitter. That's the number, the letter, and the rest of the words. 2G Make a Move. Um, you can find me on Facebook at D2G Music, Bandcamp at D2G Music. You can also check the website for everything else at D2GMusic.com. Period. That's what it is. So y'all stay tuned, and I'll be right back. Woo-cha. It ain't nothing like a good online boutique. And I'm going to give y'all a little secret. One of the best ones out there is a Leo Rose Boutique. Look, go to LeoRoseBoutique.com, child. I'm going to tell you why. She got everything. She got shades, earrings, lip gloss, t-shirt, dresses, biker shorts. Baby, she got it all. Look, I'm the shade queen, honey. And sometimes I got to switch out these prescription glasses and put on my shades so I can catch all the shade that might be thrown at me. And then I also make sure I wear my rose hip oil from Aaliyah Rose Boutique. Has my lips feeling smooth, soft, and kissable, okay? Look, go ahead and check out this boutique. Baby, I promise you won't be disappointed. Make sure you tell them, Cubana sent you, mwah. Hey, what's up, loves? Listen, shout out to D2G for coming through. Dropping a hot 16. Make sure y'all check out his new project. I linked it in the description box for you so you can't miss it. Okay. Now, honey, we're gonna get into these hot topics. Okay, because it's been a lot of shit going on. Like a lot. Okay, so listen. Let's just start with what everybody's talking about right now. Like currently, as in today, okay? Bobby Schmurter out of jail. You remember Bobby Schmurter? It's something, something hot boy. You know, he do, he, ah, that's the dance everybody be doing. You know, the dance go to everything. Him is out of jail. Hercules, Hercules. He is out of jail after being in jail. I believe he was in jail for like eight years. He's been in jail since 2014, if I am not mistaken, y'all. No, 2016. Y'all done made up a whole bunch of shit. Okay, look. He in in September 2016, um, Bobby Schmurder, who is known for being from Brooklyn, um, accepted a plea deal to one count of third degree conspiracy and one count of weapons possession. Okay. He was sentenced seven years for the crimes in part to help Rowdy Rebel, who was originally facing 13 years. Um, but he was given the same time as Smyrna after the hot niggas rapper Cleedale, okay? So Rowdy Rebel, he was released earlier this year, but now Bobby Smyrna is out. Him out. Him out, y'all. So that that's that's that on that. He is out of jail. 
Um, Quavo met him. It looked like he gave him at least 300k in some money. You know, real niggas stay down. Just is what it is. So, Bobby Shmurda, welcome to semi freedom because he does have to do. He has to be on parole for like five years or something like that. So, we gonna give you that, okay? Now, in other news, as we all know, Kim and Kanye are. I think they're officially divorced. So, like. They already drawn up that paperwork. And I think we all saw the writing on the wall. We all saw this coming for Kim and Kanye. We never thought that this would like last as long as it did. But I mean, seven years of marriage, that's a long time. Um, and also, you know, Kanye has had a lot of mental instability. And so I think as a wife, um, Kim did a great job at handling him and supporting him in public. I believe personally, and I, I could be absolutely wrong, child, but I believe that her breaking point, her breaking point was him calling her out for like cheating and shit on Twitter and went on that whole rampage about her and then like how um, her mama be doing all kinds of shit. So I think that was her breaking point. And so... She just kind of had to hold off a little bit. Like, she was trying to wait, hold it out. Okay, he apologized. Okay, let me get this together. And then it just didn't work. But I will not simply blame Kanye. I think that we don't know what really goes on in, in that household. But I will say this much. A lot of the marriages for the Kardashians don't be working out. Shorty on failed marriage number three. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Kanye, get your shit together. Get some mental health. Cause you ain't gonna be right for nobody else neither. Okay? But that's all I know. You know, I ain't no therapist and shit. I just live life. Whoo child, honey. Let's get into this other shit. Cause there's some stuff. There's some stuff going on. Uh, Jay-Z and Moet then struck a deal, y'all. They then struck a deal. Let's just give Let's give Jay his props for being a dope-ass businessman. Between him and Master P, I really do like the moves that they make, like the money moves they make. They make good money moves. They make good money moves. Like, who ain't out here looking for rap snacks? Kagamias. Period. But Jay-Z um, recently made a huge announcement sharing with us, his fans, that he sold 50% of, of, I can't never pronounce this y'all, Armand de Brenac, um, which is the company best known for the luxury champagne, Ace of Space, to Moet Hennessy. Um, so what this means now is that obviously he has 50% stake and they have 50% stake. So that's what that means, that they're equally responsible for this company. But this is huge. Like this is huge. This is huge money news. And so this is definitely what's up. Dr. Dre came out and congratulated Jay-Z on this amazing situation and deal. Shout out to Jay-Z. He been doing it. I mean, y'all can say a lot about the man. Y'all call him a seller and do whatever y'all want. But he been making money moves. Okay? He been making money moves. Now, listen, on the last episode, I talked to y'all about the whole Lori Harvey and um, Michael B. Jordan being a little thing, and they're still kind of going strong. It looks like they actually kind of like each other. Like, this don't look like no publicity stunt no more. This looks like real. But anyway, Boosie has some shit to say. This is what Boosie had to say. So we got to start, you know, I know Laura, beautiful woman, but we got to stop giving her glory to the woman, what about the bachelors? What about these 
you know, who, who she not tied to none of them. You know, what about the futures, the Trey Songz, who been in through these hoes, you know, really bad bitches and, and vibe. You gotta start giving them the critic instead of, instead of Lord. So, this is what I gotta say to Boosie. This is what I got to say to Boosie. You have absolutely no room to criticize anyone. You hired a prostitute to give head to your nephew and your son who are underage, still underage, and you mad because Lori Harvey is doing what you should do in your early 20s, which is date whomever the fuck you want. Boosie, I don't understand how you have yet to be canceled. Nigga. Shut your ugly ass up. Okay, we don't care. Don't nobody care. I speak for a lot of women when I say, we don't care what you gotta say. We don't, we don't, we don't. Lori is doing whatever she wants to do. Now he has come back and he said, he has said like, you know, he not apologizing. He feel like he said what he said and that's cool. You have the right to say what you say. But what I, I want to know is, when did it become okay for men to police what women do, sexually or any other way? Huh? Huh? Because these are the same men that praise people like Future. Shut your ass up. Now, when she was with Future, I said, oh, the two fuck people didn't found each other. The fuck girl and the fuck boy didn't found each other. They gonna have fuck children. But Lori got the fuck up out of there, too. She can do what she wants. The thing about dating in your 20s, even if she fucking them or not, it's finding what you like, knowing what you like. How can she know what she's going to like or what she's not going to like if she ain't out there dating? Did you date in your 20s? Uh, uh, don't he get like, no, honey, kids? That's my way of saying I don't know how many kids he got, but he got a lot of them. So, Boosie, shut your ass up, okay? We is done with you, Boosie. I do want to take the time to say that I am praying for Tiger Woods. Earlier this week, he was in a very horrific accident. One car accident in a town um, that is actually known for their winding roads, known for their um, steep declines in their heels and their steep inclines in their heels. So apparently it's looking like he just simply lost control of his car by going too fast on one of those roads. Um, his injuries are really bad. He has rods put in his legs. So y'all keep Tiger Woods in y'all prayers, honey. We don't even know if he'll ever play golf again. But the most important part is that his children still have their dad. Because the doctors are saying they don't even know how he's still alive. That's how bad his injuries were. Okay, baby. Now. Now. So you know how I just told y'all. That Ray J, I mean not Ray J, Lord have mercy. I, I just told y'all that Kanye and Kim is getting a divorce or whatever. Whatever, so we all kind of know that. We know what's going on. We kind of following that. She wants joint custody of the kids. You know, she's always said how great of a dad he is. And I, I actually believe that. I believe that Kanye's a really good father. But now Ray J saying, well, since y'all ain't together no more, maybe me and you can be friends, Kanye. Ray J want to be friends with Kanye. If you can remember, if you can go back, according to Hot 97, 
Kanye West name dropped Ray J in his song Highlights. Um, he says, I bet and Ray J would be friends if we ain't love the same bitch. Yeah, he might have hit it first. Only problem is I'm rich. So, you know, that was what was said by Kanye in the song. I'm in a recent interview with Genius. Ray J um, reacted to the lyrics and he said he's down to be friends with him. He said, that's what the song said. And he was like, I didn't notice what the song said. That was cool. It's like he's having a conversation. He said, hearing the full lyrics for the first time, I didn't know it said all of that. I thought it ended after bitch. I mean, listen, Watch the Throne is one of the greatest albums of all time, hands down. And the concert was some of the most craziest shit and one of the most simple creative masterpieces I've ever experienced. Maybe we might need to be friends now. Everybody needs to just pull our shit behind, put our shit behind. It's 2021 and it's all love over here. So that's, that's what him said. That's, that's what him said. So he wanna be friends. They wanna have a kumbaya moment and shit. That's cool. Child. Now y'all know Lionel Richie, right? Y'all know him. Okay, so Lionel Richie, who is now known as um, like one of the hosts on American Idol, he got the internet going crazy once it got out that he is 71 years old. First of all, Lionel Richie looked good for 71, child. He looked, he looks good for 71, but. He is dating a 30-year-old. Y'all, that's like my granddaddy dating one of my friends. Twitter, Twitter ate his ass up. Y'all know black Twitter don't play no games. Y'all know black Twitter, y'all know black Twitter don't play no games. Listen, somebody on Twitter said, what? Lionel Richie with his new bae, he's 71 and she's 30? Y'all was 40. When this beautiful woman was born, brothers, don't be in a hurry to marry. Maybe your soulmate ain't been born yet. You're sick. Y'all are sick. This is nasty to me. I mean, granted, he looks good. He don't look 71. I will say that much, so it ain't like super nasty. It ain't like Playboy, what's his name, wrinkly nasty. But it's still kind of nasty. Y'all, then, I don't know. Tell me how y'all feel. Y'all dating somebody that much older than y'all? What's the biggest age gap you've had? Dating, so I, I I personally, I went on one date with a guy, and I'll never forget, he was like 42. And at the time, I was like, I was like 23, 24-ish. It was weird, his son was my age. I, I let that go quick, I couldn't do nothing with that. That's not, and we went on one date, one date, and I was like, this thing gonna never work. This thing gonna never work. Never. Never. Now, baby, I have spoken about Safari and Erica Mina before on my show, honey. And the thing is, I feel like Safari lives in a reality TV show in his head. I really think that he thinks that everything is for the media. Let me tell you something. Safari says, listen, y'all, I can't even. Safari so went to Twitter, I'm assuming after an argument or whatever's going on in his house. He went to Twitter, he said, 
I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Getting married was one of my biggest mistakes and it will never happen again. I'm walking away before I end up in jail over some dumb shit. Nobody is worth my freedom. And I say this, I, I, I'm gonna say this. What happened to the days when you used to kind of like go through your shit with your spouse and then like nobody knew? What? We don't do those, do those things not happen anymore? Ha. Like, mm, talk to me. Tell me what it really is. I don't understand. I don't understand, y'all. Make it make sense. So then Erica Mina comes back and says, since you always run the social media like a little girl, I might as well join in. I absolutely agree with you on this. You are the most selfish, vain, and inconsiderate person. And not just with me, but with your only daughter. Listen, Safari constantly says shit and does shit that I don't see how Erica Mina even been there this long. I'm gonna drink my water and say that on that. Because the moment you tell me that the reason we can't have no more kids is because I got too big during my pregnancy, first of all, bitch, get out. Out. Get the fuck out. That's that's it. I don't even understand what, what else there is to talk about. It ain't nothing for us to talk about. Actually, you gotta get out. Get out. Go. Finito, finish, done with you. But you know what? That's that fuckboy shit. It is what it is. Now, y'all know I love me some meat meal. I love me some meat meal. Why he make that? Why he make that song, y'all? <sighs> okay, okay. Little baby and meat meal collab surfaced. It came out online. It was leaked a little bit, and the fans went crazy because the uh, apparently the top the. The name of the song is Kobe Bryant. It's supposed to be paying homage to Kobe Bryant. There is a lyric in the song that is said by Meek Mill. He says, And if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'll be another Kobe. Shit, I can't, I can tell they ain't even know me. Also in that song, Lil Baby says, I damn near want to have a son so I can name him Kobe. I don't think anybody was like offended by that. I do think this was ill taste, Meek. This was very much so ill taste. You want to go down with your chopper like Kobe? Like, bruh. Yeah? Yeah? That's what you thought was okay? And who produced this and then say, I don't think you should say that. Um, people was like, you know, you need to apologize. You say that, that. Meek was like, I'm not apologizing. I, I said what I said. So Vanessa Bryant went to Instagram. And she posted this. Dear Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect. I want to say this much though. I want to, I do want to say, um, Meek Mill did come back and say, I did apologize to her in private. Um, but not to the public. Nothing I say on my page is directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. 
if you care about someone grieving, change the subject. What he's saying is there was a, a, a post that came out, like a tweet that he made. It just simply was just in ill fashion. It pretty much said he, like, he didn't give a fuck what people said and some other shit. And it was like right after Vanessa had put that on Instagram. And so people thought he was like responding to her. And what he was saying, like, I didn't even see that. And that's not what, I wouldn't respond to her in that instance. I do, in my heart of hearts, believe that Meek Mill was going to always apologize to Vanessa. The problem is, I feel like you guys want these public and sincere apologies out to the world. He doesn't owe the world an apology, but he did owe Vanessa that. And so I'm glad that it's been stated that he has apologized to her. But somebody in his camp should have told him that was that was not good. Somebody in his camp should have told him that that was that he should not put that in the song. Who shall? Who are y'all camps? Put me in y'all camp, cause I'ma tell you what it is and what it ain't. I'm gonna be like, that ain't it. Ain't no, who told you? Why would you say that? Like y'all need really fishing pole, really in work. That's what y'all need to do. Really in. That's what y'all need to do. Okay. And then hot girl news, cause y'all not like me some Megan. Body yaddy yaddy. I don't care what y'all say. I like this song. Um. Uh, <laughs> and hot girl news, Megan the Stallion. Apparently has some upcoming music coming out with Maroon 5 and Idris motherfucking Elba. Baby! So Idris been dropping some bars. Remember on the on a previous episode, going back and listen. I told y'all he was dropping music and he it was a little clip. I gave y'all a little clip of him, him dropping his bars. Now he might be having some music with Megan. So on March 3rd, Megan is going to be featured on a song by Maroon 5 called Beautiful Mistakes. So I can't wait to hear that because I love me some Maroon 5. I can't even front. But uh, Idris and Megan next? I want to know what it's going to be about. I want to hear. I want to hear what he'll be like. He don't call her to be styled. I want to know. What y'all think? What y'all think the song gonna be about? Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. I wanna know. I wanna know. Once again, I thank you guys for listening to my podcast, The Woo Child Chronicles. If you haven't done so already, make sure you rate my podcast, okay? That's how I get noticed by the people I need to be noticed by. Okay. Make sure you follow your girl at Cubana Kiss on everything. Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm there and I'm waiting on you, baby. Okay. So make sure you hit like, subscribe, and that notification bell. Share my stuff a little bit. And I'll talk to y'all later. Mwah.